Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Ignite.Church Answers podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for checking us out. This is a really fun podcast that we're just kind of getting started off the ground, and it's been uh, a huge success so far, in my humble opinion. Um, Again, this is the Ignite.Church Answers podcast. This is a podcast for deeper discussions that go beyond a Sunday morning sermon. Um, Our guest uh, for this episode is going to be our lead pastor at Ignite Church, Steve Creer. Welcome, Steve. So glad to be here. Thanks. Awesome. My name is Craig Cusick, and I'm a volunteer here at Ignite Church, and I'm going to be your host through all these episodes, um, guiding these conversations um, through each of the episodes. Again, just diving deeper into different topics that go beyond what you might hear on a Sunday morning sermon. And uh, before I wanted, uh, before we're getting this episode started, I wanted to let the listeners know that uh, the past episode uh, on uh, corporate worship and why you know singing on Sunday mornings is important. Um, the guest was Chris Coleman. Uh, Chris is no longer uh, with Ignite Church. Uh, sadly, he uh, found a, another opportunity to be closer to family, and uh, so Ignite Church will definitely uh, miss him, uh, miss him very much. Um, but we just uh, wanted to. You know, throw throw in this episode that uh, we just can't wait to see what God is going to do through their lives, uh, the lives of his families, and all the people that they're going to be impacting down uh, where they're moving closer to family. So although Chris is no longer with Ignite Church, I definitely still recommend going and checking out that episode. Um, it's still filled yeah. with a ton of worthwhile insight, um, so definitely still, like I said, go check it out. Uh, worth the listen. So, Pivoting back over to Steve, uh, we got a few icebreaker questions that okay. uh, I wanted to throw your way um, just to help the listeners get to know you a little bit better, um, you know, deeper than just the guy in the spotlight on Sundays. So first question being, um, back in the day, you had mentioned one Sunday, this is, you know, early days of Ignite even, um, sure. one time that you had a fun collection of eclectic shirts. Yes. Um, and we were wondering, <laughs> or I was wondering, uh, if you still have that collection and if the church will ever get to see it again. Oh, yeah. So so I, I had a collection, had being past tense. Oh. Um, so I it actually started in high school. I had a collection of work shirts of places I had never worked before. Okay. And so I would wear these just random shirts. I had a Wendy's shirt and Pizza Hut and uh, a mechanic shirt that said Tim on it. And <laughs> nice. I preached in that. Um, I my, my sense of humor is an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, and so... So uh, yeah, so I had this collection of work shirts of places I'd never worked before, and so people would go, "Oh, I gotta, why are you wearing that shirt?" So I would tell them, "They're like, oh, I got a shirt from here. You want it?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, over the years, uh, it was time to retire them. Ended up uh, giving most of them away, um, uh, mm. throwing away other ones that just needed to be trashed. But sure. um, uh, yeah, no, the the collection is no more. That season oh. is, is closed okay. uh, in my life. All right. Well, maybe so. we'll see another fun collection of yours. Yeah, maybe. Future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I. Uh, another question. Um, mm-hmm. I asked this one to Chase, to another one of our teaching pastors at Ignite Church. Yeah. Um, so I want to see how you two compare. Um, where is your favorite place to prepare for a Sunday morning message? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I would and, uh, say. I got a follow up. Okay. <laughs> um, preparing like when I write, I, I like to write when I'm around people. So I like just like being in a coffee shop or in the office, someplace where there's people moving around me is actually really helpful for mm-hmm. me to be able to focus. I don't do well in a room by myself. Um, okay. Like I, I can't concentrate, and so um, so preparing that. But the actual like Saturday night, I will preach the sermon, practice it, preach it out loud, full volume, voice inflection. You know both barrels. Mm-hmm. And I do that in my basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids call it yelling at the wall. <laughs> so, the wall. so yeah, so they go, you go yell at the wall. So I, I yell at the wall on uh, Saturday nights. So that's also how I, uh, I prepare. Gotcha. So 
very different from Chase. He's very much about going into his hobbit yes. hole with all it's, of his yes. books, and he's yes. okay to be there for as long as it takes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's yeah, great. yeah. He's very different in that regard. So, why yelling at the wall? Why not practice in front of your family? You know, why, why the blank wall in the yeah, basement? I, yeah, that's a good question too. <laughs> I think uh, what happened is I just got relegated to the furnace room originally because my, my my family like they're just doing stuff outside of it. Like, hey, can you practice? You know, someplace else. Um, oh, no. You know, so I ended up down in the down in the furnace room and in the utility closets, those kinds of things. And so I think just because I do it so often, um, yeah, so they, they, they get to hear me preach on Sunday morning. But yeah, I was uh, I was relegated to uh, places in my house where I would be as least distracting as possible gotcha. to my family. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. The good way to think about it is maybe they wanted to be surprised on yes, Sunday. That's they exactly didn't want what any it is. Sneak you know, Dad, we just, yeah. you know... They didn't want any sneak peeks of that's the, right. <laughs> that's right. My family loves surprises. That's yes. what that's what we'll go with. Yes. Uh, so last question I have for you is, yeah. it's kind of a big question actually, but we can you know summarize it however you feel. How did you get to where you are now? And so what I mean by that is, how did your career in ministry start, um, and how did that bring you? down to Moorhead, Minnesota Man. to plant Ignite? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So um, the very, very short uh, synopsis, the flyover version, um, I grew up um, in a small town uh, about 70 miles from Fargo in a town called Monoman. I was a cop's kid. And then I ended up going to North Dakota State University, go Bison. Go bison. Um, that's right. And uh, I got my degree in sociology. After that, I graduated, moved to um, Bemidji, Minnesota, and worked in a place called Red Lake uh, on a reservation. I uh, was a middle school uh, para, uh, so I was a mental health behavioral aide. Uh, worked there for a year and a half and realized that counseling, while I loved the helping people, counseling was uh, something that I wasn't super wired for and at the same time was volunteering at a church my wife and I got married over that time and and uh, we were praying about wanting to do a ministry together and so we ended up getting a phone call from her home church in uh, Faustin Minnesota and uh, ended up serving there uh, volunteering in their in their youth ministry uh, and then um, was there for six years and then while I was there people just con- talked to me about hey would you ever think about starting a church and I was like wait you can do that I, I had <laughs> yeah. no idea that that churches and then it makes sense like churches had to start at some point right and so um, and so yeah I really looked into that really wanted to do that um, my wife was pretty reluctant especially over the, in those early years um, yeah. but uh, but God really uh, worked in our hearts over the course of six years and um, and really led us to this place of planting a church. And then it was really, where do we plant? And and God just continued to... We, we had our hearts set on northwestern Minnesota. Um, that's where we grew up. This is where we we're really passionate about reaching people in this area who know a lot about Jesus, but don't know Jesus. And so okay. uh, we would say like a religious unbeliever. They know all the rules, but have none of the joy of the relationship. And so... Um, through through all of that and praying and visiting uh, different cities, really settled on the fact that we believe that Lord the Lord was leading us uh, to the Fargo Moorhead area. So I'm kind of back in in the place of where I went to school and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but also just really really happy to here to be here. We moved here 12 years ago this summer, so it's been wow. uh, it's been a journey. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. So great. Well, we are lucky and very thankful to to have you and your family here. It's yeah, thank you. It's awesome. It's been a huge change in my life. I know that for sure. So. <laughs> So, 
now that we've gotten to know you a little yes. bit better, mm-hmm. um, we're going to dive deep into the the main topic of today's episode, which is going to be what's called For the Family, which is uh, part of Ignite Church's or one of Ignite Church's kind of branches of ministry mm-hmm. uh, that we're trying to, you know, put a little bit of extra focus on. So, yep. so there's, you know, just good clarification on what... Uh, what we're doing with families at Ignite Church. So yes. uh, definitely want to make this um, very well known to as many people as possible. So the first question I have is kind of a question that I've heard through the grapevine that a lot of staff at Ignite Church get. Um, mm-hmm. And that question is, why does Ignite Church not have a quote-unquote youth ministry? Mm-hmm. And does it have to do with the size of the church, the amount of staff available? Um, and then how does the Ignite Kids branch that I know Ignite does have mm-hmm. you know, fit into the mission of for the family? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. It's a question that we get all the time, right? So uh, we don't have a youth pastor on staff um, at Ignite. So people are like, oh, do you not have a youth ministry? And the reality is we actually do have a, mm. uh, a youth ministry, and it's actually a pretty robust one at oh, that. Okay. It's just uh, it doesn't look like what people would typically think of uh, okay. when it comes to to youth ministry. So our decision uh, and our approach to ministry is completely, um, it's been solely determined by our vision. So it has nothing to do with the size of our church. Church or or the age of our church, even it had everything to do with the fact that we our vision is we want to see we want to advance the kingdom of God by making strong disciples, and so we want to make the strongest disciples that we can make so that they can make the the biggest impact they possibly can, and that includes our children and our students. We want to make strong disciples, and so we believe that students become stronger disciples of Jesus in community with their families um, and other Christians of different generations. Um, what we see in the scriptures is that the charge to make disciples of children is on the parents. Like, mm-hmm. that's God's marching orders. Right. So we just look at it, we go, God says, you're going to teach these commands to your children in Deuteronomy 6. Um, other places, you're going to see one generation commending the, the acts to the uh, to the next generation and and raising up children in homes that, that honor the Lord and that someday we hope and pray that they will make that decision to follow Christ. And so um, the, the, the primary... Uh, focus of disciple makers is the parents. And so as the church, as Ignite, what we want to do is we want to come alongside the parents and help them as they make disciples. So so we want children to turn to their parents when they have questions or, you know, and, and also to, and then in the broader community as well. But mm-hmm. primarily it's the, it's the discipleship that happens in the home and the church comes alongside right. and helps create environments where it's, uh, where growth is conducive. It so. all starts in the house. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> uh, this uh, this topic is going to be very you know near and dear to my heart. Um, if the listeners don't know, I'm raising a five month old right yeah, now are. at the time of this recording, um, which has been uh, quite the life change for me. So I'll probably be referencing uh, little Emmett a couple times during uh, this episode, just because it is uh, you know very uh, relating to that. But mm-hmm. it's, when you mention that, you know the the primary uh, disciples for the children is the parents and it all starts, you know, in the house. That's like, that like scares me a little bit. It's like, there's a lot of responsibility on, you know, mine and my wife's shoulders to, to guide, you know, Emmett's life to, to love Christ. But cause it's no more, you know, making the choice to try to avoid it out in public or go on mission or to try to disciple a friend of yours that doesn't know Christ yet or something like that. It's like, too bad you're doing it now. Yeah, you got you got it now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it now. and I think that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, to have. that's a healthy sense of fear, right? right? Yeah, where right. you're just like, where you're like, oh man, this is on me, yeah. and and that really drives our parents to go mm-hmm. to lean into other other believers right. and, and and the church to go, hey, hey, you know what? Um, 
we're going to walk with you on this. We're going to help mm-hmm. you yeah. uh, as you go about doing this. Which eases my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, before we record, I know you sent me the For the Family booklet that mm-hmm. Ignite Church had kind of put together. Um, so can you give me a summary um, in yours or Ignite's words um, f- on what For the Family is mm-hmm. and why we should all kind of know about it and understand it as we're you know, attendees and yeah. regular goers of Ignite Church? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so For the Family is Ignite's plan for discipleship from children um, up to our students, you know, so so our plan is like, what, what, does, what does discipleship look like for your child and your teenager and your student at Ignite? Like, how do we help you do that? And so our, 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 it's a philosophy of ministry called For the Family. Um, it's our roadmap um, of how we go about things and why we do what we do. Um, it prepares the parents to walk through the challenges as well as gives them uh, what that picture could look like uh, for their children. So we believe that the road, uh, the roadmap gives parents and kids the best chance of growing a sustaining faith in the face of an ever-changing world. Um, and that uh, the world is rapidly changing, rapidly different, yeah. right? And, and to be like, okay, how do we help our parents disciple their kids as well as help them be in community, encouraged, keep yeah. learning, keep growing. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's really the for the family booklet really lays out what we hope for all of our all of our kids and for our families mm-hmm. and students and parents as well. So then is this booklet gonna be kind of made available to anyone yes. that wants to be able yep. to go find it. Where can they maybe find it? Yeah. So one, just uh, you can you can email us info at ignite.church. Um, that's a great place. Uh, you can stop by the Ignite Kids desk if you if you join us for a Sunday morning. It'll be there. Um, it's in our orientation pack. It's also uh, working on like as we look at Discover Ignite, the ways that we can help people get connected to the church. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll be handing it out there. It's going to become widespread. It's newly published, and so sure, um, we're really looking forward to to being making this wide widely known. Great. Yeah. So kind of diving into different topics that are within that booklet. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing that I found really interesting was these different milestones that the kids hit along their lives and through their walk with Christ and, you know, their walk with Ignite Church. Mm -hmm. What makes kindergarten and fifth grade those important milestones for giving children their own Bibles? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So we do um, Bibles. Which is a great. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten Bibles and fifth grade Bibles. So, um, so the reason why we do it at those ages is like in kindergarten, um, they're, they're growing, right? They're, they're going to be entering into formal education. Um, That takes different paths, right? Of, of public school, private school, homeschool, whatever path the parent um, mm-hmm. believes, you know, is being led by the Lord to do, um, yeah. and all those are, are valid approaches. But the kid is uh, in kindergarten, they're learning and growing in a more formal way, and maybe even for the first time ever. And so giving them the Bible at this age just lays a great foundation. And the Bible um, that, that we give out is is age-specific. It comes with summaries. It's the Jesus Storybook Bible. So it's not like okay. every like word for word, but it really just familiarizes them with with the story of God and, and the story of the Bible. And, and it's got great pictures and and really gets them interested as yeah. they start going along the way. And so from in kindergarten, they start learning these things and, and helping lay down the foundation uh, for that. In fifth grade, um, what we have is the reason why we chose fifth grade is our Ignite Kids uh, ministry uh, really runs up through fifth grade. Our Sunday morning ministries okay. um, go through go up to fifth grade. And so when they when they finish fifth grade, what we're hoping is that they're going to be uh, involved in the service, right? They're going to yeah. be in church and they're going to be um, in in the work worship service and serving, but they're also going to be a part of a life group, um, which is one of the priorities we hear, have here at Ignite. Mm-hmm. And so we want them to walk the same pathway that their parents are walking. Um, 
and just in earlier stages. And so the fifth grade Bible that we give is a student study Bible. So it's got, it's the full Bible, word for word, everything. It's the same translation of the Bible that we use here at Ignite. So they're getting familiar um, with that. And so um, fifth grade is when we're like, okay, here is, here's the full Bible. Here's the whole scriptures. Um, this will become, you know, we want you to beat this up, read it a lot, you know, mark fold things the down, pages, fold the, yeah, yeah, like, do like what you make do. it your own, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so um, we really want them to to be um, adjust that in. And it's a really nice, like leather bound, nice Bible to be mm-hmm. able to do that. And then each time we give that, we have the parents write a blessing inside the oh, inside the cover. Awesome. Um, and so like it's this is my plan for you. This is the word of God. And you know when when Emmett mm-hmm. you know gets to, <laughs> to kindergarten to be like, hey, this is. This is our plan for you, and this is why this book is so special. Yeah. And, and we that's wanted so to cool. give this to you. So, so each time they have a personal note from their parents, um, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fifth grade, kind of a little graduation, if yeah. you will, graduation yeah. gift. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, why do we at Ignite Church do child dedications um, at infancy, and then baptisms happen later in life? Whereas you know maybe other churches, um, you know Lutheran, Catholic, whatever, sure. you know different dominate, denominations, mm-hmm. um, they'll do baptisms at infancy. Um, you know is one way the quote unquote correct way. Um, I know that Jesus wasn't baptized as an infant; he chose to baptize or get himself baptized as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so is that is that kind of the yeah, reason? Yeah. So I think I think do... first and foremost we have to state the fact that like what we're talking about here, the issue of of baptism, is one of those things that like. Um, whether somebody baptizes an infant or they get baptized as an adult, like that still it doesn't mean that they're not Christian either way. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, and so I think we just got to lay the that groundwork mm-hmm. out first of just like we we may do it other different than than other people who are ardent followers of Jesus and they love him and and stuff. But what the way that I was just as we as I was reading the scriptures and I'm a part of a tradition that that baptizes um, people after they make the decision to follow follow Jesus, and uh-huh. so. Um, the Greek word baptizo means to immerse, and so it means to, to, to dunk under water. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we see is uh, throughout the scriptures, especially in the New Testament, is when people got baptized, they were getting baptized after they put their faith in Christ. And so in, and in Romans 6, um, it talks about you were, you were dead, and so you were buried in your old life, and now you're raised to new life. And so uh-huh. the picture of baptism is... I've made this decision. I've, I'm a follower of Jesus. Like this is what happened to me, and so the baptism is the outward expression of the inward reality. And to go, what I made that decision back then, I'm I'm showing you now that I'm dead to my old self, and I've raised to new life in Christ. And so that's why we do what we do when it comes to baptism. And then for the children, for for child dedication, what we do is when we have infants and 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 others, it's it's this idea of like the, the dedication really is. Uh, the charge to the parents. Like, I'm going uh-huh. to, like, you stand up in front of the church and yep. say, I'm going to commit to raising this child in the instruction of the Lord. I'm I'm committing to uh, talking about Jesus in my home and praying for them and, mm-hmm. and helping them, you know, getting them connected to Christian community in a, in a local church. And so um, that's what we see, you know, and even in First Samuel, uh, a woman named Hannah, Hannah dedicated her son uh, Samuel to the Lord. Like, we see this this idea of, like, I'm, I'm giving... The I'm giving this to you, Lord. I'm entrusting you with the care of my child, but I'm also going to be um, raising this child in a mm-hmm. way that um, so so th- so that is like it's the charge to the parents, and it's the promise that the parents are making in front of the membership of of how they're going to raise this child and, mm-hmm, and sure. dedicate him to the Lord. So that's why we do what we do um, uh-huh. here at Ignite. That's that's why it plays itself out that way. Yeah, great. And just you know, that's that's the way that I was 
baptized. I made the decision for myself because I was not a follower of Christ in my early life, and I didn't come to Christ till I was in you know almost you know my twenties basically. And uh, so yeah, f- you know, making that decision on my own, mm-hmm. you know, as a big commitment in front of a lot of people. That's that's, that's a big like deal. yeah, it's it is a really big deal, and I th- I think it's cool that we do it that way where um, you know the child understands th- that it is a very you know very yeah. important really big deal. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So then as as our children are, you know, growing up um, and we're starting to, they're starting to get familiar with uh, different uh, groups and getting familiar with the service, mm-hmm. um, you know, is it important, um, do you think, to bring your children um, to life group with you? Um, or when should parents kind of start feeling that out or starting to get their um, yeah. children into a group? Or is there maybe a future plan for children's small groups or something like that? Sure. You know, that's a great question. Um, and, and so I would say this, like at Ignite Church, uh, we have our Sunday morning services. And then we, the next step is like, hey, we ask you to get involved in a group. Um, that's where you can grow in your mm-hmm. faith and build relationships. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for, for us, you know, we, we encourage people to bring their kids right away. Um, and, and some groups, uh, have children, small children, like, you know, Emmett's age or, 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 or others, you know, like maybe two, three years old. Um, some of them hire a babysitter, um, to, to be a part of their group. Um, so they come and watch the kids and, and, uh, but what we, what we hope is that our kids, like that their earliest memories are being a part of a community of, of followers of Jesus. And so we would say, yeah, bring them and bring them right away. And as the kids get older, you know, there's, there's things that you can do. Like, uh, I know when our kids were younger, I have, I have a 17 and a 15 year old now, um, which means I'm old. Um, so that's <laughs> no. what that means. No, I'm getting old. So, um, but old they were, is a feeling old is a feeling. And yeah, and I feel old. Um, so, um, uh, but but as we as they've grown up, like our kids, when we when we planted this church, their kids were three and five, and so and they've been a part of groups since the beginning, and so, um, uh, you know, like we would have them be, and so as they got older, we'd have them participate in certain activities within the group. So they would stay together, and we would all pray in the in the beginning. And then they would be dismissed, you know, to go kind of play and go do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as they got older, they were a part of the conversation. And then we, our groups had to, like, really tailor our groups to minister to the kids. And sure. so, like, our okay. life group now is, like, we're focused on asking our teenagers questions and, and being a resource for them and, yeah. and walking through this. But, but all of the adults understand, like, we're here to help you grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. And, and, and really, for each group, that looks a little different each time, you know. Um, but, but what we see is that... Um, being a part of that group, even from the earliest men- members, and when they start praying, man, it's amazing because mm-hmm. they'll give prayer requests. I remember a young man. We were in a we we're in a group of men, so young men, little dudes, older dudes, and he was ten, and we were going around doing prayer requests. And he's at ten years old. Said sometimes I don't think before I talk, and I need help with that. Mm-hmm. And this guy next to him is not his. You know, like he's like fifty. Uh, or mm-hmm. in his 40s, and he looks at he looks at the young man. He goes, you know what? Sometimes I really struggle with that too. Yeah. And and you watch that 10 year old like sit up straight, shoulders back, like he <laughs> contributed to the discussion yeah. in a very valuable and meaningful way, yeah. and a that's part, way. Yeah, yeah, in a very mature way. And 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 it was validated by the other men in the group to say, hey, you know what? That that is valid. That is something that we're going to be praying for because yeah. you know. And so it's just really fun to watch them come into their own and understand like being a part of this group is, is something that I don't just attend and watch mom and dad talk about Jesus. I actually participate mm-hmm. in the conversations. It's really amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so since we're talking about, 
you know, life groups. I know when Emmett was first born and he was still sleeping most of the day, we were mm-hmm. able to still kind of bring him along with us and pass sure. him around and yeah. <laughs> lay in, <laughs> yeah. in uh, whoever's arms that week. Um, and uh, But since he's kind of grown older and we got to get him on a little sleep schedule, yeah. we're kind of had to take a step back from, from life groups and try to, you know, and take him away from life groups a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to when, when we can uh, yeah, and start I, to take him back and, and, and I'll say this, make like, it a focus in our lives. Yeah. Then. And I would say this at no point, is it going to be easy? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like right. at, at no point, you know, and so like, and, and totally understand, you know, especially yeah. like winter and night, you know, and so some groups have even decided we're going to meet earlier in the day on a Sunday, or we're going to meet mm-hmm. right after church or, right. or early afternoon, something that's more conducive yeah. to, to these sleep schedules that they mm-hmm. have, you know, that kind of stuff. And so just, just know that like they can adjust to the needs of the group in a way that's really, really mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. But I don't want to lose Tom as my leader. You know, oh, that's the tricky part. Yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really important. I think to, to, to make that a commitment in your life and you gotta, you gotta stick to it. Otherwise, it can it can be a slippery slope really fast, and we've we're definitely firsthand you know realizing and noticing that. So mm, yeah, it um, takes diligence. Yeah, and um, so while we're still on kind of the topic of different groups at Ignite, mm-hmm. um, we have our life groups. Yep. Um, and I know kind of coming down the pipeline is what we're gonna call uh, discipleship groups. Did mm-hmm. you want to give a little kind of quick summary of what discipleship groups are and why they're going to be so important um, in the fabric of Ignite Church in the future? Yeah. So de- so life groups tend to be you know anywhere from you know five to twenty ish people. You know they're they're a bigger you know mid sized group. Discipleship groups are, are three to five people. It's high accountability. It's it's scripture memorization. It's that next step in your in your walk as you grow deeper with the Lord. Going, okay, I need some more accountability in this. I need to like walk these things out. And so those groups are going to be designed to walk, you know, for a year, and then they're they're going to be splitting out and multiplying. Like the idea is like we continue yeah. to multiply these things. So it's that it's that next step uh, in in your maturation uh, as you walk with the Lord of like how do I go about helping other people do this as well. So discipleship yeah. groups um, are going to be we're going to be really exciting and, and they're rolling out this fall and we're really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another another uh, topic inside of this for the family mm-hmm. uh, booklet or brochure or wh- whatever kind of title we're giving it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what can people expect to learn from the student life courses as well as the other life courses? Because um, I know there's a lot mm-hmm. to choose from. Yeah, yeah. So our life cro- our life courses are designed uh, for those moments when you need to know or need to grow. So if you're a new follower of Jesus, you're like, hey, I need to know some pieces of information, or I'm a new parent, or I'm a, I'm newly married, right? Like there's mm-hmm. these there's these moments in your life, these transitions. Um, I'm out on my own for the first time, um, whatever it may be. Like I need to know new information, yeah. and our life courses are designed to be shorter term than a, than a life group. They're you know they, they meet once you know for a section of time and then they're done. Like they don't continue on because it's like I'm downloading information to you that you need to know in this moment that you um, can use as a reference for later. Yes. Yep. And, and, and really start to live out within your mm-hmm. life group. And so uh, our life courses span um, all uh, a lot of different ages, right? And so um, our, our students actually have life groups, or life, they have life groups, but they also have life courses where okay. um, where they're like, what do I need to know now that I'm a teenager? And so they're, they're classroom settings where they have a teacher and, huh. you know, like we, they can interact with, with other students and, and those kinds of things as well. And it's these moments of, you know, what does it mean to 
to have a biblical worldview? What does it mean to, why is the Bible true? Um, you know, what about dating? What about, what about uh, authority? You know, all these different things. And we have these courses that are designed to teach them, uh, both students and adults, um, in these moments of like, where, where do I need to, what do I need to know and how do I need to grow um, mm-hmm. in this season of my life? And so, therefore, the transitions uh, in Life and Crossroads. Um, and so, they're, they're really, really great. And so, our students are still getting appropriate age-specific learning moments. It's not just yeah. the the life group, the ongoing relationship and growing, which is great. Yeah. And then there's times when we just need to, we just need a, a moment where we're like, okay, let's focus on this piece of, of our life so we can work that out. And what does the Bible have to say about it? Yeah, exactly. So, That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I know when I first became a follower of Christ, I know the, um, um, what is it? Is it the Bible 101 or what? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, is that yeah, what it's yeah, called? Like, yeah. The, that life course would have been super valuable and maybe I'll still take it. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. always more to learn yeah. um, when I first became a follower. So that's, that's really cool that those are uh, available to anyone that, that needs them. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to finalize um, this, this episode and maybe we can do a later episode and see how, uh, how the discipleship groups are going or, yeah. you know, things like that. But uh, for now, uh, we're going to try to leave the listeners with what is the best advice you can give to new parents about helping their child form a relationship with Jesus? Yeah, that's that's a great, great question. Yeah. And because I know, you know, me and, you know, maybe a lot of other new parents, yeah. um, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, are a little bit worried about having that responsibility and being able to um, have all the right answers at the mm-hmm. right times for any question that could that could come up. Um, so you know, just what is some some good advice that I can take or anyone else can take? Yeah, and I would uh, I recommend to their kids. Yeah, I'd recommend we had we've had a ton of babies born here in the last three mm-hmm. years. Um, so it actually we had a span. Uh, of seven babies born in three weeks a couple of weeks oh, ago uh, we had 19 babies born in 2020 uh, like wow, so it's just like yeah. yeah it's it's there's there's a lot of a lot like of little ones almost every other week yeah <laughs> yeah crazy. it was it was crazy uh, <laughs> That's so awesome. um but yeah so so I would say this like what your child needs is they need you to follow Jesus. Like that's the first thing is, mm-hmm. is is they need to follow Jesus, and the reason why we're doing for the family this way is that we want we want all of our kids to see what the normal patterns of Christian life is, and so mm-hmm. following Jesus at home, going to worship, being a part of a community, serving, yeah. um, you know, like investing in the lives of other people, and that's why like our for the family is really the same pathway that we have for our adults, and so we would say your kids need a model of this is what we do. Like, this is just our, this is what mm-hmm. I grow up, this is what we do, this is why we value what we value. They need that. Yeah. Um, and so your walk with Jesus is so vitally important to your kids. Um, and then I would say this, normalize talking about faith. Right. Normalize in your home talking about Jesus. I remember when our kids were younger um, and saying like, isn't this, a, isn't this a beautiful flower that God made? Or isn't this insect so interesting that mm-hmm. God made? Like creation is such a, a a great way to talk about the Lord, especially when they're yeah. younger. Like, isn't that a beautiful sunset that God made? Or isn't that cool how the moon does this? You know, mm-hmm. God yeah. God designed it to do that. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And uh, and even like your body, you're growing and and all those things. So you start out with just normalizing talking about the faith, talking about you know praying uh, regularly, yeah. reading the Word of God in your home, even if even if they don't fully understand it yet. Mm-hmm. That's okay, you know. Yeah. Like um, God, God promises that His word never returns void, um, and so like even even if they're not 
totally understanding it. Like there's what's happening is is we're stacking spiritual kindling around their life, and then when the Holy Spirit ignites their faith, they have so yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, <laughs> um, it has it has so much to draw upon. Yeah. So so praying, um, you know, investing in your own personal walk. So like. You know, like when Emmett grows up, like I was, yeah, my dad always prayed for me. Or mm-hmm. you know, I saw I saw mom with her Bible regularly. Yeah. That was a thing, you yeah. know. And and we always just talked about um, the Lord yeah. when it came to those things. And then as our kids get older, um, you know, just understanding that that um, like they're going to have questions, and you're not going to have all of the answers. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay to validate them that they have. That's a really good question. Or you know, um, questions about God are you know, from even from kids, those are theological questions. So you know, how is Jesus God and Son? You know, like right. where did where did God come from? Right? You know, yeah. all those questions, right? Of, yeah. of all the stuff, like those are kids are curious about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Answer them. You know, to the to the best, and if you don't know the answer, to say that's a really good question. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find you that answer. Yeah, and that's where like the church can really come alongside and yeah. help mom and dad, right? To be like, you can call your people in your life group or your life group leader uh-huh. or a pastor, talk to him after yeah. church, and Steve go. Steve lives down the street. Steve, yeah, you can go talk to. Him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Craig will just be like, like, hey, it's it's two blocks that way. Just keep walking. <laughs> I'll hang a just... yellow ribbon on my doorbell <laughs> if uh, if yeah. Emmett's got a question. So when you drive by, you just, can. See <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we got uh, it's, it's story time at Craig's house. Um, but yeah, like to be able to go, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find it for you. Yeah. Because it's so important to me that I get the answer to you. And mm-hmm. then your child feels validated. You know, they feel like, yeah. oh, that's an important question. Mm-hmm. And it's good to ask those questions. Like to really come up, you know, to, to really be able to give them good answers, but really encourage them when they start asking yeah. questions about about the Lord. And yeah. so it's um, opportunities for parents to yes, learn as well. Absolutely. I learned so much from from my kids asking me questions. Yeah. Right? You're just like, oh I gotta go back and look at that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I forgot what the question was. It was it was three nights ago, Seth, my son, asked me a question and I'm like, oh, Oh, I gotta go look that up. <laughs> I gotta look that up. You know, I was just like, yeah. and so I did and came back to him, and and uh, it was just yeah, it was this really fun conversation, mm-hmm. right? And right. Uh, and to be able to talk about them at, at, at when they're young, and talk them talk to them about small things, then they start to open up about the big things mm-hmm. later on. And so yeah, normalize talking about Jesus. Yeah. Invest in your own personal walk. Um, and invite your kids into that. And then when they ask questions, really encourage them and, and praise them for asking a really good question mm-hmm. and then finding a helpful answer. So Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I want to go back to when you're talking about normalizing it in the mm-hmm. house. This is just kind of like a fun little story that um, Caitlin and I have. Um, and so one thing that you know I was thinking of when you were saying that is maybe playing Christ-centered music yeah, you know, throughout the absolutely. day in your yes. house, just kind of having that in, in the background as another way of piling on that understanding and that kindling um and uh so this couple that caitlin and i lived with for a short time um who were in our small group at our church in um in las vegas um they said that they are always having christ-centered music playing in their Mm. home as a way to to keep satan away you know that's Mm. just one kind of extra barrier Mm. in their house that is helping kind of shield them from that so i thought that was just like kind of a really cool thing and that's something that I'm trying to focus more on as Emmett's getting older, being able to listen to new sounds, things like that. Just kind of playing, um, you know, just more Christ-centered music um, in the house. I yeah. think is going to be really 
big yeah. part of you know our our house for sure. I think just how important music music is. Yeah, for and us, it's so. so powerful, right? Yeah. Such a powerful tool. Like people go, you know, I I listen to this song for the beat, but you do remember the words. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. It's a, like it's it's a great way to 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 memorize those things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just think that's a that's a great way to start thinking about like how do we worship the Lord in our home and what are we filling our home with and what kind of music. Um, do we want our kids to really be absorbing into their life? I think that's amazing. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So thank you, Steve. Yeah. This has been really awesome. Uh, I can't wait to do more sessions like this with you. I'm sure we'll we'll be sitting down here a lot. And That'd I'm, be a lot I'm of excited fun. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Um, thank you, the listeners as well, for um, you know listening in. Um, if you made it all the way, hopefully you did to the end of the podcast here. Um, I want to encourage you guys to please remember to keep listening um, as we dig deeper into these topics that go deeper um, than a Sunday morning sermon, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's going to be available on the website here shortly. So a lot of different places. We're trying to make this really accessible for all of you guys. Um, again, my name is Craig Cusick um, for the Ignite.Church Answers podcast. And Steve, I want to end all the podcasts like we do every Sunday at Ignite Church with the, our mission statement, which is to encounter God and impact the world. We're going to reverse roles here. So I'm going to say the first part, and then you're going to join me on the second. Are you ready? I'm ready. Encounter God, impact, impact the world. world.